I'm Megan Dewalt, and you're listening to the Remembrance and Redemption podcast. Welcome to the Remembrance and Redemption podcast. Settle in. It's Holy Week, and God gave me some real remembrance to sort of preach today. So let's get started. Last year's Holy Week, the world was shut down. There was tension, no normalcy, and traditions were completely upended. I want to ask you today what I asked those of you from the early days of my Remembrance Reminder newsletters. Can you take a minute and just name your tension, your grief, your pain, or simply voice a question that's hard for you right now? Do it. Just take a minute. Say it out loud. It's been a year of a pandemic. We're in a new normal, but it still chafes and we ache to see our people, hug them close, and sing loud in worship on Sunday morning without a mask. Now, let's all hold all this open-handed in the presence of God because we're two or more gathered, right? Jesus ached, bled, and died a horrific death for you. He ached so he can sympathize with us in our ache that all is not as it ought to be. He is the reason we have hope that all will be what it was created to be someday. No more pain, sickness, separation, or grief. No more struggle against our besetting sins or unanswered questions like, why does God allow cancer? Jesus has won. Jesus is greater. Jesus is better. God is with us here. If you are indeed a redeemed child of God, you have his Holy Spirit indwelt to tug you closer to the Father, God, through the work of Jesus, for him to embrace all your mess, your pain, and your tears. If God is with you here, he sees you, and he sees your people that you wish you could see more often and hug without fear. If God is with us here, he hears and treasures our voices rising in worship even if the volume is a little muffled behind a mask on Easter morning. Did you watch a Good Friday service last year from your living room? We did, my Jeff and I. It was, in a word, kind of odd. The leaders of our church did their best and strove to spur on and encourage our unique body in an unprecedented, all-live-streamed Easter season. But it just didn't feel like a normal Good Friday. That reflective, somber, hallowed time as we dwell on the swift crucifixion of Jesus who calls us friend, our teacher, our savior and king who was murdered for all for the sake of bringing us into the glory that is restored relationship with God. Easter Sunday of 2020 was spent for me in slippers and a pink eyelet dress making a feast for just Jeff and I. We called grandparents and videoed immediate family, a far cry from the usual feast day of gathering to overeat and have quality time with one another after church services around the Pittsburgh region. Where were you last Easter season? Today is Holy Thursday, the night Jesus was betrayed, mere hours after the Passover meal was celebrated, reflected on, and led through in an upper room just Jesus and his disciples. Can you imagine what that must have been like to be led through 
a yearly holiday, a yearly day of remembrance by the very Lamb of God himself, who is the Redeemer of all of us, all slaves to sin. As Jesus and his friends, who he called his true family, celebrated the angel of death passing over the Hebrew nation enslaved in Egypt, Jesus was mere hours away from facing the worst imaginable death himself, burdened with the sins of the entire world, past, present, and future. And yet he washed his friend's feet, loving them to the end, and reminding Peter, my favorite and often forgetful disciple, that he was already clean because of the word that had been spoken to him. But Peter still needed his feet washed, just not his entire being, as he asked Jesus to do after he almost refused to just have his feet washed by his Lord and teacher. I'm a lot like Peter. Dialogue like, no, I don't need that. You shouldn't have to. I'm not deserving. And please wash me completely. I'm such an unworthy mess of a horrible sinner are the underlying lines of dialogue between me and God on a lot of days. It just may be why that he led me to the word receive for 2021. But let's get back to Holy Thursday here. When Jesus passed around the unleavened bread and wine around his Passover table that night, he said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Luke twenty-two nineteen through 20. Some translations slash common church language say broken for you instead of given for you. And while both are accurate, there's something here about Jesus giving his whole self that is staggering if we stop and sit in it a few minutes. Giving is sacrificial. Giving is at the heart of God, both in his old covenant and the new. It reminds me of two lines from an old song, How Deep the Father's Love for Us, and they go like this. How deep the Father's love for us? How vast beyond all measure that he should give his only son to make a wretch his treasure. How great the pain of searing loss the father turns his face away as wounds which mar the chosen one bring many sons to glory. This was all done in order to fulfill the words of the prophets and institute that new covenant Jesus spoke about at the Last Supper. To know the new covenant, it is crucial we know the old. This brings us to Isaiah 53, a rich section of the Old Testament prophet about how Jesus would be the sacrifice to once and for all satisfy God's holy wrath against sin. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. That's from Isaiah 53, 5 through 6. The power of God in action was on display through the crushing and breaking of Jesus. The length God would go to restore right relationship with his created, us, you and me, was the death of his only son, Jesus. A study note in my Bible for verses 
10 and 12 from that chapter in Luke simply states, the servant was crushed, but victorious. This is the God we serve and worship and are called to lay down our whole lives for. Jesus is greater and better than this pandemic being eradicated. Do you believe this? That question is not one I ask of you, but one that God asks of you because he loves you. Jesus asked the same question of his friend and disciple Martha in John 11, 25 through 26, when she was grieving the loss of her brother, who Jesus was about to resurrect before her very eyes. Jesus is a question asker, and asking questions is crucial to our remembrance of him, because repetition bears remembrance. Now back to Isaiah 53. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. That's from Isaiah 53, verses 10 through 11. That offspring mentioned in that reading, guys, that's us. We're called children of God now, aren't we? All through Jesus. He has made many to be righteous, healed, cleansed, and freed by bearing on the cross all our past sins, present struggles, and future failures. This is good news. I don't want you to miss this, this Easter season, no matter what else you are going through. This is the best news for literally anything and everything you have going on right now. It is strength for today in this moment and such bright hope for all your tomorrows, including the Mondays when it may feel like just another day in a pandemical, upside down, stressful world. But take heart. For it was fitting that he, for whom and by whom all things exist, in bringing many sons to glory, should make the founder of their salvation perfect through suffering. Hebrews 2.10 This truth is just as powerful today as it was on the day of your salvation or during the season of your reckoning and redemption or being brought back to saving faith in God and a relationship with him. It is just as purely true as in your holiest of joyous celebrations and breakthroughs, as well as the darkest nights of your soul. This is the greatest news, and not just for Easter week, but for all time. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift of Christ Jesus our Lord. May you be filled with all the fullness in this ongoing growth in knowledge of who God is, what he has done, and what he has said to you and for you. In Jesus Christ our Lord, amen, which means let it be. Peace be with you. He is risen.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remembrance and Redemption podcast. If you liked what you listened to, I'd love to connect with you online, either on Instagram at Megan Dewalt, that's Megan with an H, or on my blog, MeganDewalt.com, where you can sign up to receive a written transcript of each week's episode, as well as exclusive content like a 10-day downloadable devotional and extra resources to spur you on in your walk with God. Remember your redemption and receive his grace. We'll see you next week.